Why, hey there. My name is Darcy Jeremy. You're listening to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. Today in the show, I'm going to be sharing five things that you got to put in place before you start your ergo consulting business or offering ergonomic services in your current practice. Let's do this. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board-certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. just have that one friend of yours who's done all of this before and just kind of points you in the right direction about where to put your attention when you're about to start something new. Well, that's exactly what I want to share today. And this is stuff that's going to be so useful for you, even if you've been in the ergonomics field for years, or maybe you're just starting out and you want to figure out the next five steps that you have to do to get your desired results. So my friends, let's jump into today's episode because it's going to be oh so good, full of things that you might only find out through the magical learnings of hindsight. The first thing I got to mention is to be sure that you're trained up. You have to hit your desired level of competency so you know the process, you know what to recommend, you know the solutions out there, and you're really confident that you're going to be able to fix the problem, no matter if it's easy or a more difficult ergonomics assessment that you're heading to. Make sure you're trained up. I do have a program called the Ergonomics Blueprint, and it's sponsoring today's episode. If you have not yet got to your desired level of expertise, you gotta check out this program. And I have a freebie to wet your whistle, so to speak. All you have to do is go to ergonomicshelp.com slash OSHA dash mistakes. And I'm going to put that in the show notes. That's ergonomicshelp.com slash OSHA, O-S-H-A dash mistakes. I got to say one more thing before jumping into this top five list. It's that you got to be really clear on what your assets or your deliverables are. It could be that you're going to be offering things that are not black and white that you're offering ergonomic services. In fact, I totally recommend it. There's so many workplace services that we can be offering from physical demands analysis to functional abilities evaluations to stay at work and return to work programs in addition to assessing the ergonomics risk for all of these levels too. So before we jump into this list today, I want to really encourage you to take out a piece of paper and a pen and write down all of the assets that you can offer. It could be assets that you're or services that you're offering now in your current employment, or maybe it's things that you've done in the past or training courses that you have done. So you might be saying to yourself, okay, Darcy, I get it. I understand that getting clients in my pipeline, in my funnel per se, is really, really important, and I understand it takes some time. But you might be saying, that's okay. I don't need to do that because I get my clients In a different way, I have referrals, and that's working. And you may not think that you need to be marketing your business, but I'm here to tell you that 
marketing is very important, especially when you're first starting out, because it takes time to get those referrals. Not marketing your business is the same as playing the children's game, Broken Telephone. If you're familiar with this game, a bunch of kids sit in a circle. There's one designated person who's going to share a message. That said child whispers the message to one person's ear. Only once. That child then listens to that message and then tries to share the exact same message to their neighbor's ear. And so on and so on and so on until that message goes back to that original message person and to the chagrin of everyone. Usually, what happens is that original message is so varied that has nowhere near the same meaning as that original message. Well, my friend, the same thing happens to the message of our business. So, I want you to take a second and just really consider how you are getting people into your world. Are you relying on word of mouth, of referrals? of other people to talk about how awesome you are? Well, I agree that you're awesome and I agree that you do great things, but relying on other people to share the message of your company 100% of the time means that you're leaving yourself up for a lot of miscommunication and unattended consequences for your business. So if you're not getting the results that you want at the end of the quarter, Perhaps it has to do with how you're attracting people into your world. Although I do agree that word of mouth and referral based marketing is very effective because people talking about your business is powerful as a social credit method to attract people. But relying 100% of your business on that can be a miscalculation to why you're not getting the quarterly and monthly income goals that you know we all really want. Let's roll into this top five list. My first tip is to start before you're ready. I don't know if you've heard this really famous quote. I certainly have, and it really resonates to me about building out our business. The question is, when's the best time to plant a tree? The answer is, 20 years ago. (laughs) What's the second best time to plant a tree? Right now. So with starting before you're ready, there's never going to be a great time. There never will be a great time. But I want you to consider that when you are building out a business, when you're depending on inbound uh, customers to buy your services and invest in your services, we have to have as many seeds as possible especially if you are going to be leaving your nine to five or you have an anticipated launch of a new service in your practice in the upcoming months. This is a huge tip because it can take anywhere between three and six months of consistent marketing to even start to see the impact of this, which can be more prospects coming into your world and more discovery calls. However, this is a really surprising thing about this is that This small window, three to six months, can seem like life and death, especially if you're in the weeds of this challenge. Three to six months 
is about the same time that most people's savings or money they put aside from working in their nine to five starts to dwindles, which is why this is where many people stop just before they start to see the results. And that's why I'm suggesting to you before you leave your nine to five, start before you're ready and start to plant as many seeds as possible. Build those relationships. It can be as simple as consistently attending local networking events and reaching out, developing relationships with people in those events, as well as building up your local network in LinkedIn. So they know that who you are, what you do, and your values to that. You're not selling anyone at that point. You're just developing those relationships. And because you're developing those relationships without the stress that you need to get work, those relationships are going to be a lot more powerful. And I'm sure that you all can resonate with this, that if you go to a networking event, you probably at some point or another have run into someone who is selling life insurance. And these people, they tend to be younger individuals and they always cut to the chase. I'm always amazed by their energy, but of course they're not building the relationship. They're trying to sell you on life insurance or financial planning, whatever it is. However, if you could go to these events and develop these relationships on LinkedIn, how much more powerful of that relationship would it be if you're just there to be a connector and build that know, like, and trust factor? My second tip has to be with the state of being when you're moving forward, building out your ergonomics practice, your ergonomics business. I've noticed that the most effective ergonomics consultants out there who are building a business have a combination of two things. This is patience and a system. And patience by which means that as long as you're continuing with your process of consistent work, It's just a matter of time before leads start being generated. And system mean the system that drives your marketing funnel forward. And there can be a variety of different systems out there depending on what your strength is. I am really attuned to the fact that I like to have leads generated in my business 24-7. So while you're sleeping, you are generating leads. And one part of my traffic and many ergonomics consultants' traffic comes from this. And if you're unfamiliar with this whole idea of 24-7 passive lead magnets, passive ways of using a system to attract leads 24-7, we simply have to talk more, my friend. If you do not have a system that works for you 24-7, then you're not realizing your potential as a business owner because there are certain non-negotiables that you have to have to do this. And by which I mean, you know, having that email marketing, having the landing pages, developing the content and having the right conversions so you can have a list of qualified warm leads in your business from which you can make offers in addition to the other ways that you're generating leads to your business. You might have heard that I have this program called Accelerate that's helping ergonomics service providers from all over the world set up this side of their business. 
It's that important. The number three thing that I'm going to suggest for you is to take the pressure off finding your first customer to see if there's any part-time opportunities out there because this is a very stressful time. So here's the thing. You could do this with your current nine-to-five employer if your contract allows it. So look at the fine print here, and it's definitely a personal call. But you might want to consider option B here, where you look for something completely different, but has one thing that you really need, part-time work, so not full-time, and it's something that allows you to do more work in your business. And it helps with generating that cash flow. Let's face it, when you're first starting out in business, generating that cash flow is absolutely key to keep on following this opportunity forward. My fourth tip is, in the meantime, start to fill your funnel. What I mean by this is generate leads, make low-cost or no-cost offers to get your foot in the door when companies that you really want to work with, get testimonials from customers and clients and case studies, and you can use this in your marketing to attract more business. One of the ways that I really encourage those just starting from scratch doing or in a new market is to use something that I refer to as the value ladder strategy. And if you're a longtime listener to this podcast, you would have heard me sing the praises of this strategy because it works. In fact, this is one of the main ways that I built my ergonomic service business through making offers to really qualified employers who I wanted to work with. I leveraged what's called a value ladder and offered a no-cost lunch and learn where I would go and build that relationship because I'm on the state of mind that you can either pay for leads through an advertiser, LinkedIn ads, marketing, other ways of selling your marketing strategy to get new eyes and ears and reach, or you can use your time. So what I did in this situation, I picked and I selected specific employers in my city and I built that relationship. And what do you know? It worked so that when there was an issue that needed a requirement or they just needed to trust someone to before coming, bringing them into the agency, then that worked. I highly recommend this if you are in those specific criteria. Lastly, I want to encourage you, this is on tip number five here, of course, I want to encourage you to make this process as systematic as possible and track as much as possible. So you might think that this idea here is a little bit great, but it's not. Because I really want to encourage you to build out a system when it comes to marketing. So every day, for certain times of that day, you are focusing entirely on marketing your business, whether it's reaching out for 15 minutes to LinkedIn people every day, uh, relationships on LinkedIn to check in and see how they're doing, or it's another form of marketing that you're doing every single day. Because when it comes to marketing, it must be consistent and it might be system- must be systematic for a long time to see 
results. In fact, one of the masterclasses that we hosted as part of the Accelerate program, our expert came in and told us, and this is something that absolutely shook me at the time, that marketing is a lifestyle. So build it into your lifestyle. It's not market until you get your first paying client. Absolutely not. You're just getting started when you get your first paying client. The fun's about to begin. The second part of this tip has to do with tracking as much as possible. And this has a point, especially when you're first starting out. We want to identify the impact of the marketing systems that you're using. I like to look at quarterly impact, so it gives you enough time to really dive into the marketing strategy and the marketing content so you can see the results. And the results can either be income or impact. That's two ways that you can measure it and track it. One of the most famous sayings that you probably know because you are a listener to this podcast is that if you don't measure it, you can't manage it. And tracking as much as possible in your marketing via the impact or the income of quarterly goals allows you to get as much clarity as possible. So at the end of, let's say, Q2, you didn't reach the amount of income or perhaps the amount of new subscribers to your email list or whatever, you can look at that with a black and white type of resolve. And when you're making the next quarter's goals, so that the next quarter you can get even more specific and do more of the things that really worked are aligned with what your strengths are as you look inwards. And there you have it, my friends. I hope you found that to be really valuable. I certainly did. And this is the type of stuff that I talk about in the Accelerate Business of Ergonomics program. This is marketing your ergonomics business so you can identify and bring in and attract more leads that turn into customers. And this is an ergonomic-specific program. So yes, there are a lot of people in there who know what we're talking about in ergonomics. So the community aspect of this is huge, and you also learn how to market your stuff. The next time that I'm opening enrollment is at the end of June 2022, and I'm going to link the waitlist in the show notes. So if you are about to explore this part of your life and your business, whether it's side hustle or full-time, this is a resource that you don't want to miss. And there you have it. My top five tips of what's required to really make an impact with your ergonomic services when you're just getting started. I want to know a couple things from you right now. What is the biggest next step for you, whether you've been in this ergonomics world for some time or you're just getting started? What is one marketing tip that you can implement that will make a big impact? I'd love to know. Uh, you can email me at support at ergonomicshelp.com. I'll chat to you soon.